Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let's get it, Q. What y'all know about this? Give me a black goddess sister. I can't resist her. No stringy hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, uh -huh. pale skin, buttermilk complexion, grafted, recessive, depressive, ironing board, backside, straight up, straight down. <laughs> going no Let's get it, Cali. No <laughs> Subject to have the itch. Mutinoid, Arkansas, white cave bitch. Hey. Hey. Let's get it. Uh. You did. Hey, what y'all know about this, man? Y'all know that. Y'all slept on this song, you hear me? Hey, y'all slept on it. Kick that. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ah, you did. Hey, that's how I feel. You did. But hey, check this out. We got a special episode. You feel me? Let's get it in. You are listening to Unconscious Conscious Radio. What's up, hey? What's up? How y'all been? I miss y'all. I ain't gonna lie. What's up? It's been a minute. I know. I know. I know. I know. But we back. We back full effect. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually recording this, it's really late, but we're going to get it. So, I actually have a story to tell. I want y'all to follow me. Just follow me where I'm going with this. This is a special episode going into Memorial Day. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, check this out. <clears throat> I actually work for a nonprofit organization where I actually am a part of an after-school program, you know, for the children, you know, uh, I work in an elementary school, and um, a lot of black students, you know, and rightfully so, I'm black, so I like to help out my people, same color skin, you know I go, anyway, so these children actually somewhere or another feel comfortable talk to them, talking to me about different things and again elementary children from uh, I would say second grade to sixth grade right they feel comfortable talking to me about things you know um, and even saying things under their breath even though I'm gonna hear it you know they they know I'm gonna hear it so they say things in a jokingly matter, but they're serious. You know how children do. So they say things like, well, things in particular, like this white bitch. Oh, man, I hate white people. Oh, man, why is she so white? I don't know. It's something about white people. They say things like that. Now, now, I think to myself, where are they actually getting this from? You know, um, likely they don't get it from television because nothing on television actually is like that anymore. <laughs> Maybe back in the 90s, but 
not definitely not today. So maybe they're getting it from their parents. I don't know. I don't know. There's something to think about, or maybe they just picked up on it. You know, they picked up on something that's a little different. So I had to think to myself, I'm like, okay, let me think back to when I was younger. And in fact, in fact, I realized a certain thing. So follow me, all right? So I grew up in the neighborhood, all right? I grew up in the actual hood, you know, apartment complex. I actually stayed on the fourth floor. This uh, building went up to nine floors. Um, one right across from me went up to 11 floors. One just down a block or two went up to 12, 13, some went up to 15. So I stayed in the projects of apartment building complex, a crip neighborhood, you know, um, a lot of game banging, gunshots at night, all normal stuff to me, loud talking. I mean, I'm hearing children 12, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock at night playing on the playground, you know, or in the morning, I should say. Playing on the playground, you know, stuff like that. Hood stuff, you know. The regular, you know, whatever, whatever. All right. Black neighborhood. You'll never see a white person. And let me let me let me tell you this, actually. I, I stay in the Midwest. Uh St. Louis, Missouri. This is a black, pretty much a black and white state, you know. Um like it's it's not it's still not even normal to be around a black person to be around a bunch of white people like that unless you live deep deep outside of st louis <laughs> and i'm saying like away from kansas city maybe i don't know i don't know how they really get down to kansas city which is three hours away but uh but yeah so in st louis we kind of don't do that, you know what I'm saying? Still to this day, especially back when I was younger. So going back to when I was younger, this neighborhood, you know, pretty much white people is not allowed. In fact, there was a few white people that lived, that moved in this neighborhood. They got robbed almost every day. <laughs> To the point where they stayed there for a week. And it was gone after a week. Chinese person moved in with a with this white woman. Same thing. They got robbed almost every single day. Someone broke into their house. Uh, someone talked to them sideways. You know, stuff like that. You know, that's just what happened. Alright. Even the elementary schools I went to was all black black uh, students perhaps I don't even remember any white teachers to keep on 100 Um, one of the schools actually a few of the schools was all in the city Um, they send all of the neighborhood kids I'm going to say the Conquerors because I'm the best from the hood, for every school we went to, in the elementary school, we didn't have any white teachers like that. Um, I 
until I got to high school, but we'll get to that. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty much growing up without seeing a lot of white people, and every time I do, it's like, they always run the boy, you know what I'm saying? So, when I got up to middle school, actually, there was this one little white girl, I remember standing in the, in the lunch line, and then some, and what, and seeing her sit down waiting on her lunch like everybody else. Uh, I remember seeing her for a couple of days, but then I always remember hanging around the teacher, you know, pretty much staying away from everyone, and. She got into a couple of fights. <laughs> Those three days she was there, and then I never seen her again. No, so it was pretty bad for white people in my neighborhood and around my neighborhood. Pretty much everywhere. I was just gonna assume everywhere in St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? So, and this is back in the '90s. I'm talking about. Let's fast forward, you know, to, because I, I actually had to transfer middle school to another middle school, because <laughs> uh, middle school was so bad, you know, metal detectives, I mean, middle school children selling drugs, game banging, you know, all sorts of things, so my mom was just like, enough is enough, send me to another school, so I went to this other middle school where it was actually in the county outside of St. Louis a little bit, um, South County, and um, this will actually be my first experience with being around white people, you know what I'm saying, so, and I thought, you know, rightfully so at the time, uh, Christian background, and, you know, seeing, being told that we're all the same church things like that so I'm like okay so my first experience I ended up seeing this guy with uh uh something around his neck it was actually a bruise around his neck crazy white dude and he was known for trying to kill himself which is crazy. I ain't never seen no stuff like that. It experienced anyone trying to kill him. But he, middle school, white dude, he wanted to kill himself. <laughs> so he'll do crazy things. You know, come to school with different bruises and cuts on his arms and stuff like that. Like something really wrong with this dude. <laughs> you know, and I was just like... I didn't th really think much of it besides I probably want to stay away from him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, yeah, maybe they're just them. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. So, and then there's this other white guy, you know, that that was kind of crazy too. He stayed to himself, but you could tell like it's something wrong with him as well. Like, he just looked crazy. I don't know. No one hung around him. Sometimes he'll ride.
So he hung around all the black people, talking white guy type of dude. So, all right, that was that. So, in this school, it was actually my first time experiencing um, a white girl. Actually, a couple of white girls trying to talk to me. Actually, a few different white girls trying to talk. And I didn't really know what to do with that. Like, because I never was interested. I never was attracted to these people. You know, I've always been attracted to, you know, brown skin. You know what I'm saying? Even light skin or whatever type of black woman. Whatever shade I was attracted to. Mostly brown skin. Stuff like that. These white women used to, these white girls used to say certain things, you know. Uh, like, I don't know, like, I don't even remember what they said, but I remember one of them was super duper nice. Um, another one was just shy. And then the other one was kind of like trailer trash type. She was cool, but it was just like, no one wants to talk to you because she just seemed dirty as hell, but all three of them, you know, they like me, you know what I'm saying, and I didn't know what to do with that, I just kind of left them alone, okay, whatever, you know, so that was my first experience with white girls, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) Uh, so let's fast forward, you know, so I'm growing up, you know, these times, actually, even watching television, Watching black shows for the most part, uh, all the cartoons, Saturday mornings, and things like that. And of course, I gravitated more towards the the black TV shows from the Martins, from the Wayne Brothers, even Undercover Cop, uh, Mr. Cooper, uh, all these you know black shows. You know, even the Cosby Show was was okay, even though I didn't watch it that much, but shows, you know, to choose from, and um, I probably did watch uh, a Tim Allen, uh, Tua Time, or Home Improvement, whatever the name it is, uh, but still, you know, um, I never really gra- gravitated towards another race like that, you know, I always felt uncomfortable talking to them been around them. So, again, fast forward, we get to high school, um, and I went to two different high schools, um, pretty, pretty much these, both of these high schools are actually white as hell, you know, and I'm saying, like, in my class alone, it was over 500 students, and I would say, Less than 100 in my class was black, you know. So, as far as the black students in that school entirely, like the percentage, I would say, uh, I would say 10% was black. You know, 10% was, was probably black out of the whole school, you know. And, of course, we all play sports, things like that, 
at least for the most part. Now, um, this one I actually met a few black dudes, well, actually one black dude in particular that was super infatuated with white women, you know, and for the life of me, I did not understand it. <laughs> I didn't. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't find them attractive at all. Like, I don't find them attractive. I don't, I don't know what you see in these women. Like, what are you? <laughs> it's crazy because you just used to, you know, he was he was hopping on a white chick, to white chick. Then I seen these other guys like, yeah, the white chick going to the white party, you know, going to their party. Da-da-da-da. I'm like, okay, any females gonna be there? Like, yeah, a whole bunch. It's gonna be uh, Jennifer, it's gonna be Paige. I'm like, I mean, like, black ones, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't know. So, I actually had to f- almost force myself to think that these people were attractive. You know, I'm thinking there's something wrong with me. Like, it's, it's so many guys of my color skin saying that oh, these women are beautiful oh, this celebrity is beautiful uh, blah 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 and they all white so I'm like I don't see it so I almost had to force myself and see something in them you know just so I could somehow feel normal you know like I guess they I felt like they were you know what I mean because I just wasn't, I just thought I was tripping, you know, because I wasn't around them growing up. They were, so they was able to somehow find appreciation, I guess. I, I don't know. I was tripping, but, you know, that's that's what, that's, that's the surrounding that I had at the time for the school that I went to, all right? So we go to these parties and different things happen. You know, low-key, every party that we went to out there, because I played football, we did parties, you know what I'm saying? Um, every party I went to, it was, it was like low-key. It always had a racist saying that someone said, you know what I mean? Like, for example, we was chilling. High, high schoolers, you know, they had beer, they had weed, whatever, you know. Um, this was the time that... Uh, this St. Louis dance was out, you know, called the Nino Pop, Chicken Head, whatever, you know, one of the white, actually a couple of the white girls came up to us, it was like, oh man, you're black, and I know you know how to dance, I'm like, uh, actually, uh, I don't, like, you have to know how to you, do you know how to do the chicken head? Did Nina pop? Like, did Nina pop? Uh, no, I don't know how to. Come on, try it. Let's see it. Dance. You know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm not for no fucking dance. Now I look over, I see my, my dude that don't know how to dance either. He up there trying to do the Nino pop. I'm like, man, this nigga. Trapping. You thirsty motherfucker. So he's doing it, you know what I'm saying? And 
they looking at me. I'm like, nigga, I am not doing this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what type of stuff y'all own. My dude is just like, ah, that's how you do it. See, you got to move your hips. You got to you gotta move your arms like this, like you a chicken. Like, I'm like, man, this nigga tripping. I'm like, but anyway, you know. So, again, you know, I'm going to fast forward. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's my experience with white people at that time. So, I'm out of high school at this point. You know, fast forward, I'm out of high school. I actually move out to Springfield, Missouri. Which is uh, a couple hours away from St. Louis, way, way deep out, you know, um, in Missouri, where there's a lot of white people. And I moved out this way because my brother actually stayed out this way. So, you know, first interaction <laughs> uh, was with white people out there, you know. I remember even the first white girl I laid eyes on was actually a friend of my brother's that liked my brother. And then when I came, she ended up liking me. And I'm like, you know. So, and this is where it starts. You know. Uh, so I end up having That what was it, Burger King? You know what I mean, and this was after one day, you know, trashy type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she liked my brother, now she liked me, and now we in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and that shit was hella whack, but whatever. So let's fast forward a little, a little further because this this whole time in Springfield, it's nothing but white. trying my best to be like, okay, let's act normal here, you know, let's, let's find one of these women attractive, or something like that, so I end up meeting someone at this carnival, uh, with, without having no chemistry with none of these people, I end up having some type of chemistry with this white girl at this carnival, Tell that she ain't hung around a lot of black people. That's the type of vibe that she got gave me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, she cool. You know what I mean? So we started chilling. You know what I mean? Like she had, she worked at a little restaurant job. Went up to the restaurant, got free food. You know, just just one of those type of things. You know what I mean? So we ended up kicking it. Yeah, boom, boom, and kind of hitting it off. Now. I remember one time it was like raining super hard. You know what I mean? Super duper hard. You know what I'm saying? And she wanted to see me. So I'm like, she told me, like, hey, I'm going to come see you. And it's raining, it's pouring down. So she actually walked. She didn't have a car at the time. She walked to come see me. And she came to the crib soaking wet. I'm like, yo, it's like raining hella hard. Puddles everywhere. So I'm like, Crazy, but okay, she was so fucking, you know what I'm saying? She's so wet, like, you know, it's 
so I thought that was hella nice, and nobody ever did like that. Alright, so let's fast forward. <laughs> I don't want to talk about all the details there. That's fast forward. So she ended up moving. You know, we actually ended up getting together, we broke up. She ended up moving to Washington State. And this was back in 07, 06. So I'm like, alright, this the homie now. You know what I'm saying? We're not together. So I'm gonna go out here and say what's up to my homie. She needed a roommate. You know what I'm saying? You know, time was hard for her. I'm like, this my nigga, you know what I'm saying? Little white girl, the homie. Let me let me come up here. I can do the exact same thing I'm doing in St. Louis. I can do it out there. What's good? So I did that. I moved out. Went to go see her. Like, what's up? What's up, my nigga? Type shit. You know what I'm saying? So not knowing that she still had something for me. You know what I'm saying? As far as uh, her like, whatever, for me. So whatever, you know, we stayed together. Uh, she told me to pay half. Boom, boom, boom. That's what it was. All right. Now, here is the part where things start to really turn around. And I remember, I remember because I always listen to people like Malcolm X. Um, and I could say others because the others would be like the the borderline revolutionaries that was in the neighborhood that will talk about these certain things and maybe the certain things that um, Elijah Muhammad said message to the black man things like that um, growing up hearing from people that hey, white people are devils you know what I'm saying so with me not being around them like that I never got a chance to see that so now I'm around one and check, follow me what's going to happen next you know what I'm saying, follow me you know, so alright, check this out so when I find out or she find out that I don't like her like this you know, she kind of flips out you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm like, we're not gonna get together. We're not. I'm just paying, literally paying half the rent. Blah blah blah. She was getting upset, so I was talking to the other woman. You know what I'm saying? Besides her, you know. So she was like, all right. So look, you making this much money, so you should pay more. It doesn't make sense with me paying half and half when you get paid more than me. And I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense. Damn, how much you get paid? The agreement was half. You know what I'm saying? But she said, hey, we're not together, so you can't, you know, it's, it's whatever I want. I'm like, all right, you're tripping. I'm paying half, nigga. Shut up. So <laughs> I left, went to work, end up coming back. stuff was gone I mean my luggage my everything was straight gone so I found out that she was just chilling in the kitchen so as I look around the house and see nothing of mine not even my toothbrush or nothing 
I look at her, she have a little evil smirk on her face. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, fuck this. So I said out loud, I'm like, forget whatever you gonna say. I want my shit back. She gets up and she started to cause a scene. I'm like, what are you doing? She started to charge towards me. So I'm thinking like, she about to do something. <laughs> so I'm like, first off, you know, you ain't gonna do nothing. I'm holding her by the arms. I'm like, make the phone call. You know what I'm saying? She, and she's like, no, like make the phone call. Saying, and for some reason, she grabs my phone because I guess she felt like that's the only thing that I have. So I'm thinking she finna do something with it. So I'm like, okay, no hell, no. <laughs> you're not grabbing my phone. And all of a sudden, she hops on her phone and she calls the police. So this whole time, she getting there, like straight acting an Oscar on. She up there acting like I was about to hit her or something like that. So I'm like, <laughs> even though I want to hit you, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. You know what I'm saying? Hit a white girl? Hell no. You know what I'm saying? That's not going down. So whole time she was trying to grab my phone and she ended up grabbing And somehow I grabbed hers. I'm like, man, she throw my phone. I'm tossing the phone to the next move. Got me messed up. So she walks out the house. You know what I'm saying? I end up grabbing my phone somehow. And and uh actually she had some of mine. Maybe it was my phone. I don't remember. So I'm up her walking after her, making sure she don't throw whatever of mine that she has, you know what I'm saying, so she walking out the front gate, the police end up pulling up, somehow, well, first off, it was two women, white police officers, to get out the car, the eyes of this, <laughs> so it ended up being three white women, you know, the two police officers and the girl, so she's explaining her story, and I'm all calm, cool, and collected, end up the police end up believing me over her just based off of how cool I was you know what I'm saying and you know at the end of the day the police just told me like hey look you're going to leave her alone there's no way y'all can be in the same house together so you need to find somewhere else to stay So, 
far as that white girl that set up the whole scene, I'm like, man, I really feel like I want to fuck this bitch up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, I'm with this other white girl. And this other white girl, like, you know, kind of the same thing until she hang around black people. But she got a big-ass booty. You know what I'm saying? Like, real talk, that's what she had. And that's what attracted me to her. Her face, eh. But she had a black ass. I ain't gonna lie. So, but she stayed with her parents. So, her parents end up coming back in town or whatnot. And she told me this. She was like, and the parents was already aware that I was with her. And I was gonna spend at least one night. I mean, they was cool. If I'm around her dad or mom, they always made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know what it is, but they always made me feel uncomfortable. It's just the vibe that they was giving me, you know? It's just like sitting there, cause I had breakfast with them, you know, I had dinner with them. They invited me over different things. So I guess they wanted to get to know me since I was hanging around their daughter, stuff like that, you know? And I'd be over there, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, smashing a little white girl or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And their parents would be upstairs or sometimes they'll come home and I'm there. They wanted they wanted to get to know me, you know what I'm saying? They thought I was her guy, you know what I'm saying? Which I wasn't, you know. I was just a friend. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I hang around um, her and her parents eating for dinner. And they ask me questions and stuff about where I'm from, some of my background, things like that. You know, um, it's not that I was uncomfortable with, you know, you know how you're uncomfortable with parents in general. Just ask you questions. I didn't mind that actually, but it's just I felt uncomfortable being around that energy. You know, for some reason, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is. I couldn't really put my hand on it then. And I think I know what it is now. But then, I was just like, I felt out of place. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how it made me feel, you know? So, uh, to fast forward a little bit. Actually, to, to keep it with her, you know, um, last time we actually slept together or whatnot, I mean, the big booty white girl, you know, she asked me, she was like, you know, why are we not together? <laughs> and I told her straight up, I was like, it's no way that I could be with a white woman. I told her this straight up. There's no way I could be with a white woman. Like for some reason, I don't feel comfortable being in a relationship with a white woman. This is what I told her straight up. You know, I don't remember her response back, but it kind of kind of seemed like it was nonchalant type of response. It was just like, oh, okay. You know, like, I don't get it, but okay. You know what I mean? But I told her, like, I can't really fuck with y'all like that. And that's how I really felt. You know what I'm saying? Just based on my experience with just white people in general, you know, not being comfortable around them. 
you know, because I knew then, I'm like, what if we actually got into, like, a strong relationship and ended up somehow getting married, you know, with me not feeling comfortable around the family, things like that are just comfortable around white people, period. You know, they could probably drive me crazy, you know what I'm saying? So, I thought about that. And that's when, that's when I told her straight up, I don't think that could happen. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Yeah, so that was that was her. And she was hella cool. I didn't really have a problem with her. I just knew that she was infatuated with black men. Like, we always give her to play, you know, big booty white girl. White men didn't want her. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, they ain't know how to handle nothing like that. You know what I mean? So, she was infatuated with black men. That was the whole thing. You know? So, she, I kept it moving. She kept it moving. So, anyway, I, I stood there for a day. You know, so basically after that, I was, I was pretty much poor. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a job. So, I went up to my job. Here's how I went. I went up to my job. And I asked around, I'm like, is there, I thought to my head, like, it got to be at least a, a homeless shelter where I could just still stack my money. I got a job. And then someone actually said, uh, well, I thought to myself, like, maybe I could get a car or something. So someone was selling the car, ended up getting the car for like just $500. And I was like, at the least, I can sleep in my car and stack this paper. So as I was asking around for a homeless shelter, in the beginning, you know, um, some older white guy at, at the job, you know what I'm saying, I asked black people, I was like, I don't know, I don't know, can't stay with me, can't stay with me, but uh, this, uh, and that's for different reasons, not, not like, like I ain't fucking with you type shit, it was just for different reasons, understandable reasons, you know what I mean, that I couldn't stay with them, and uh, I, I wasn't even asking to stay with them, you know what I'm saying, so I was literally asking for homeless shelter do you know one or a good one at least or something so uh one dude was like nah don't do that you can stay with me you can pay me whatever uh, whatever whatever price he said and uh till you get on your feet and it was the older white dude so i was like all right cool it was like all right cool you know you just crashed the couch because you stayed in the one bedroom you stayed in the two bedroom actually the other bedroom was just an entertainment room, you know, so he wanted to keep it like that and crash the couch and he take the other bedroom, stuff like that. So I did that, you know what I'm saying? He stayed in a nice uh, town, you know, uh, and that was that. <laughs> um, now, him, this guy, he, he was actually cool, you know what I'm saying? I had any problems with him, you know, only thing that was interesting about him is that it's, it was this white woman right next door. Uh, she actually, I guess she liked him. Now, the, the dude that I stayed with, the funny-looking white dude with glasses, kind of like a nerd, but he's older. And uh, just a funny-looking dude. Now, the white woman next door kind of looked like she's out of his league. You know what I mean, per se? But... She used to mess with him all the time. And she was actually married. I don't know who she was married to because I'd never seen that dude. Like, he always stayed out of town or whatnot. 
know what I'm saying? So I guess he had a business or whatever that caused him to be out of town. So, a lot. So she was always home alone. And then come over next door and start messing with her. I mean, one time I saw her come in and and smack the shit out the white dude. (laughs) And then walk it out. I was just like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's the craziest shit that I seen from her. You know, versus just him. You know what I mean? So anyway, you know, he had me get on my feet, shit like that. So everything was good. So fast forward. <laughs> uh, you know, I started to make, I started to make all types of friends or whatnot out there. So mind you, I'm in Washington, and Washington is actually a state. Well, I would say Seattle and the surrounding areas of Seattle. It's actually cities that, you know, they it's, it's a real melting pot. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of interracial relationships going on that's popping. Like, as soon as you touch down, that's what you see. You know what I mean? You see mixed babies. You see mixed children. You see mixed, you know, couples. All sorts of mixed things. You know, it's a melting pot for real. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, they actually had, they had, um, so I'm hanging out with my, my, uh, a new group of friends from, from the job, you know what I'm saying? Well, actually one sister, you know, hanging out with her, had house parties, stuff like that. She had this one house party. Um, now it was her. she don't say that shit to me i guess it's cool if they cool then you know fuck it you know what i'm saying so i know this her talking to you know my work friend the black girl you know what i'm saying she was just like see him right there yeah see that's that's the type of nigga i need and i was like hold on and she was pointing she was pointing at me not knowing that i was listening i'm like hold on did she just say what i Alright, so somehow I was outside chilling, smoking, and then she she come outside, closed the door, sat next to me, and she she she, she started to shoot a shot. You know what I'm saying? 
and I told her, I'm like, straight up, I'm like, look, you're over here using the word nigga, don't say that shit around me, man. don't say that shit, she was like, oh, I don't mean it, I'm like, no, look, look, I'm from St. Louis, we don't do that shit, you know what I'm saying, don't say that shit around me, you know what I mean, everybody else may be cool with it, do not say that shit around me, alright, she was like, ah, but, Anyway, what's up? What's up with you? She started to continue to shoot her shot. Of course, I was uninterested, you know. <laughs> but I'm like, all right, anyway. You know what I'm saying? So that was my next experience with the next white person. <laughs> next white woman, you know. Uh, so let, let's, let's go ahead and push forward through that. All right, so let's go back a little bit. You know, just, just to recap. You know what I mean? Like... The one girl from Missouri that moved back to our home state, actually, the Washington, the one that took all my stuff, called the police and all that. All right. So now we fast forward and she gives me a call. You know, now she's wondering how I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't hold any grudges towards anyone. You know what I'm saying? You know, because I actually, when I was living with the white guy, you know, till I got on my feet, like, I literally had one or two pairs of clothes. I had the clothes on my back for that one day, and I ended up buying, you know, some, some more clothes. So I was literally, I had like three or four different pairs of clothes, and I was just switching it up every day. You know what I'm saying? So I was living in, wearing the same clothes pretty much every day because of the, the dumb white bitch that took my shit. So I still don't have my shit. So, but anyway, she ended up hitting me up after I got on my feet a little bit. And she was like, how is everything? I'm like, you know, everything cool. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what's good with you? <laughs> She's like, uh, well, I got kicked out the apartment and you know, um, I'm living in my car. I'm like, oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, wow. In my head, I'm like, yeah, it, karma is a bitch. <laughs> but I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, it's kind of crazy because you living in your car uh, and it's like snowing hella hard. It's a lot of snow. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes my clothes get wet and I have to sleep in my car butt naked. You know, it's crazy. You know, so, I mean, really while I'm calling you, you know, I'd like to apologize, things like that. And then if you need your your, your stuff, then I can definitely arrange that. I'm like, you know what? Hell yeah. So I actually would like to get my stuff. I had a lot of personal belongings and clothes and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, cool. All right. So whatever. We, we end up setting it up. And the way she did it. <laughs> It was almost like a drug deal or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, she met me in the, uh, like, vacant parking lot, you know what I'm saying? And she was like, uh, meet me here, you know? So I'm like, all right. Like, first, before the vacant parking lot, she was like, meet me here. So I was like, all right, cool, you know? And she was like, okay, now meet me here. I was like, what the fuck? As soon as I get to the place, she was like, meet me somewhere else. I'm like, what, what the fuck? I said, what you think? I'm trying to set you up or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I got heat for you, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't finna sit up here and set you up and shit, you know what I'm saying? I, I, ain't, I don't hold grudges like that, you know? 
so she had me she had me going to like three different places you know what i'm saying so i guess so she can know for a fact that i'm not trying to set her up <laughs> so i ended up getting to the vacant park a lot you know she told me to park at a certain spot while she parked up you know she would say come by myself <laughs> so i hopped out the car by myself you know she popped over the trunk she hopped in the car she was like just get it out the trunk so i got out the trunk you know and i left you know what i'm saying put put my stuff in my car and i left you know what i'm saying boom 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 so pretty much i got half of my stuff back which is better than nothing you know what i'm saying because a lot of my stuff was taken you know st uh, stolen was, you know sounds like she actually had it over some guy's house and he was just going through my shit and what he wanted he kept what he didn't want you know he left it you know what i'm saying so uh that was that <laughs> so that actually pretty much closed the chapter with that crazy right bitch you know what i'm saying even though she did call from time to time but you know yeah whatever the crazy thing is i actually I actually checked back to see how she was doing because that's just the type of nigga i am like to see how motherfuckers doing and she she's she don't even act black anymore <laughs> she's like 100 white you know she's she even though she date a black dude or she got married to one but she literally she looked like she was living the white life you know what i'm saying if i could say that you know what i mean so you know because she there's nothing black about her now but anyway um so anyway you know i say i talk about my story with white women just to say that you know you know how black men actually say man black women you have all the problems with you know i go through so many different things with black women with their parents or with them or i'm like nigga you can go through the exact same thing <laughs> or worse with another race you know what i'm saying and then it's even to me it's even worse if you go through that with another race because you got to deal with outside shit like the racism and shit like that you know what i'm saying like you literally you literally have to be another person when you're with them it's like you almost can't be yourself when you're with them or around their family things like that you have to switch it up so either people can understand you or you can understand them or you know it's just like you know diversity you know what i'm saying because really diversity actually means changing who you are to fit in you know what i'm saying so you're, you're practicing diversity you know um and i'm not a type of person that like to change who i am i like to keep it 100 and i like for people to lift me up you know what i'm saying and i do feel like the only people that can do that is the sisters is, is you know melanated black women you know what i'm saying like i can't see myself without a melanated black woman it's just not gonna feel right like even being around a family i feel like they're my family you know what i'm saying i don't feel uncomfortable you know it's just what i'm used to now i don't, I don't know if it has to do with 
to my upbringing just being around a lot of black people growing up I don't know if it has to do with something that's invented in me you know every time you know one of my ancestors was around you know they just kind of carried their trait down you know they don't like white people or feel uncomfortable I don't know what it is you know what I'm saying I never really was attracted to white people you know uh in fact there are I could say there's some that may look decent but to me 99.9% of white people are ugly to me and that's just me talking real talk you know what I'm saying 99.9% of white people is ugly to me you know what I'm saying <laughs> um so I don't even understand when brothers come to me about white women and they say these, you know, these these things, you know, on how bad they want. Like, I don't even understand that. You know what I'm saying? Now, black women, I don't give a damn how fucked up they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't heard and even been through a lot of things with black women. You know what I'm saying? And I would definitely do it again. <laughs> You know, it's nothing that's going to turn me away from black women. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if all black women just wanted to kill me for some reason. Some some nightmare that, that I have or something. All black women want to kill me. I, I wouldn't care. I was like, I, I would still not ever turn my back on a black woman. I'm going to always be on their side. I'm going to always be attracted to them. And they always going to damn turn me on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Black women. You know, it's nothing. Like, it's literally nothing that could, I, I can't think of anything. I'm, think, I'm trying to think now. Like, but there's literally nothing that can turn me away. So, you know, this whole story has, has basically been my journey out of the Caucasus Mountains, <laughs> you know, uh, because I went in the Caucasus Mountains, ventured around just to see, you know, what people was talking about, and I ran out that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying, like, I know this, like, that's not for me, you know what I'm saying, and I, and I ran out, now I'm not gonna sit here and say that everybody should feel like me. But I'm just saying, you know, I don't understand when brothers actually cape for these type of women, you know, uh, because like I said in the beginning, there's a lot of my students that feel the exact same way, you know, so I'm not sure if their upbringings again, I'm not sure what type of neighborhood they stay in. You know, because I'm not really in their neighborhoods like that. Um, but they're not feeling white people. It, it's just something about they could be around other black people and they could be cool. Once they get around a white person, it's automatically trust issues. It's automatically they're not vibing with the person. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with looks. You know what I'm saying? Because there has been some exceptions. You know, exceptional white people that you can vibrate towards. Their children do vibrate towards. But for the most part, no. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's not just me. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is going on with a lot of people. You know, so I'm guessing for the people that's outside of the matrix of thinking that these people are the same as us. You know what I'm saying? The ones that get it. The people that's in the matrix, you know, they're they're probably going to be the ones caping for another race before their own. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's just what it is, you know. I wanted to share this story with you guys on this Memorial Day weekend. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to keep, you know, podcasts like this and other podcasts, even interviews going. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, only thing now, I'm doing so much, I cannot promise you the exact day that I can drop a podcast on you guys. But I can guarantee you that it is going to keep coming. You know what I mean? So, hey. Peace and love. And brothers, love your black woman regardless. You know what I mean? You know, maybe you, I, I, I sat down some things out of the caucus mountain. I'm pretty sure you can find your way out. You know what I'm saying? Find your way out of the carcass mountains. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure I'm here to tell you that there's light on the other side. Trust me. Get the fuck out of it. Get out, nigga. <laughs> You seen the movie, get out. You know what I'm saying? Because I know if I would have stayed in the situations with white women, I know for a fact that something would have happened to me. I either could have been in jail, dead. Oh shit, fucking worse. You know what I'm saying? I could I could be <laughs> they could be hitting me up for different things, you know. I didn't see it happen to brothers. You know what I'm saying? Where they made the decision to be with a white woman. And it's been hell for them. Thinking it's going to be different from dating black women. Trust me. Trust me, it's worse. You know, and not only that, it's, it's bad for the children as well. You know, because they lose some of their identity when you mix babies, when you, when you mix the DNA. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's something wrong, you know, with that, you know what I'm saying? Mixed babies, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> you know, as far as the psychology of a mixed child and the trauma that's in their blood when it goes on, you know what I mean? So, hey, holla at y'all, appreciate y'all. Again, this is Unconscious Conscious Radio. Peace and love. Hope you enjoy. Thank you.